Welcome back everybody, this is Baron Eric and this week's gun gripe is going to be called the Thought Police. Right, we're kind of expanding on the uh, gun gripe from last week where we were talking about misinformation in the media and right. some of the just common garbage terms they throw around and everything. This gun gripe is kind of related to that except it involves the Thought Police and that can kind of go into a broad range of things, okay? When you hear someone refer to something as being involved with the Thought Police, what you're really hearing is basically conspiracy theorists, um, basically the nanny state, and we hear the term nanny state thrown around a lot, and I think what it really refers to is basically the government, the authorities, the established, you know, the man, basically protecting you from yourself, okay? Correct. And that's what the thought police comes down to. So give us a few examples of that, Barry. Well, the thought police would be, uh, I used to work for RPB, and we made open bolt MAC-10s semis for civilians. Well. That gun can be converted to full auto in about two minutes. So they made them change them to closed bolt. But that's the thought police. They can't control what I think, but they can control what I do with my thoughts. That's right. And they're assuming that you're going to use your knowledge right. for bad things to happen. Now, yeah. another good example are any of the you know Clinton gun ban era um, type uh, M6, or I say M16s. AR-15 variants that were coming out in the uh, Clinton ban era. Of course, you know, the access pin hole in the rear has that big large pin that goes through it in front of it so that you can't install any full auto parts. So again, it's a thought police. You know, they're assuming that because you have full auto parts, because you have the ability or knowledge to install them and use them, or even the willingness to use them, they're automatically going to assume that you're going to do it, therefore making, changing the product, changing the way we are able to use that part. Well, you can use the seat belts, automatic seat belts in some vehicles. When you get in the car, the seat belt automatically buckles. It doesn't give you the opportunity to chew, pick or choose. That's right. Now, uh, just because I have a wine bottle and some gasoline and a handkerchief in my pocket and a lighter doesn't mean I'm going to construct a firebomb. But they can, if someone was investigating me, or they could say, well, you've got mom making components here. That's right. And that's the thought police. Just because my car will go 120 miles an hour doesn't mean I'm going to drive it that fast. That's right. And you hear people say, well, you know, just because, you know, a race car driver can have a car that goes 200 miles an hour, should a civilian have that same car and be able to drive it 200 miles an hour? And, again, you, you kind of start trampling on liberty there. And I look at it like, you know, if someone can drive that car that fast, then I can too. Now, granted, there's proper scenario for that. You have to have proper training to drive right. a car fast, whatever. Right. you got to have a proper place to drive it fast, whatever. Yeah. But I don't believe in one person having uh, special rights or privileges over someone else just because of their status or just because of their, you know. Well, it's already been proven that all the licensed uh, full automatic weapons owners in this country are the safest, most civilized people on earth. There, there is hardly ever a crime committed with any kind of a full automatic that's registered. In fact, I think there's only been like two cases in like a, in like 50 years. So that, why can't why can't I, as a civilian, a law-abiding civilian, why can't I just go buy a full automatic? Why do I have to go through the paperwork? Why do I have to do all that? Well, for one, you know, you have to have a certain stance in society in terms of your financial ability right. to even afford it. So right. it almost turns full auto ownership into a class struggle. And it's like if you if you don't have the Uber bucks, then you're out of the club. That's it. And to me that's horseshit. I mean every American if if a, a full auto firearm is legal, but yet no not everybody can have them. Now I'm not I'm not comparing a full auto firearm to a Ferrari. 
Uh, it's definitely not that. In fact, uh, when you start comparing apples to oranges in terms of production cost, a full auto uh, Bushmaster, M16, whatever, a full auto uh, Mac 10, whatever, costs no more to make, maybe a marginal amount more than a semi-auto to manufacture it. So it's not a matter of cost. Now, I could understand if the uh, manufacturing techniques required to make those guns were so much more difficult, or if they used some crazy space-age material that makes them, you know, ten times expensive than everything else. But we're talking just the regular old basic stuff. It's the same thing. A full-auto Bushmaster should cost no more than a standard semi-automatic Bushmaster. In fact, there's a few more parts. On an open bolt gun, it should be cheaper. There are less parts in an open bolt gun. The firing pin is built into the bolt face. Uh, it's not everybody can make a machine gun. Anybody that knows anything about machine work can build a full automatic gun. It's making it semi. That's the hard part. That's right. You have to have separate disconnectors. You have to have uh, separate. Uh, you have to have firing pin, firing pin return spring. You have to add all this stuff. Like when I worked for RPB, we had to bring in a designer to redesign that whole gun because it, in, in the beginning it was simple, just a bolt. Boop. You pull it back, put your mag in, pull the trigger. Now you got to pull the bolt back. Put the mag in, close the bolt, chamber around, and all this kind of thing. It's very difficult to make a gunfire semi. That's right. That's why you see a lot of these, uh, you know, bastardized versions of guns that are out there, like the uh, K31 uh, or the KP31 uh, Sumoy uh, semi autos. Those things are bastardized as hell because, of course, the military version is very simple. Mm -hmm. um, same thing with RPDs, RPKs, any of that type of stuff that comes through. Right. But we are getting slightly off subject. When we're talking about thought police, I think another way that the thought police kind of like integrates itself into what we see every day, and this is going back kind of to the media gun gripe, is that they also, it's about thought control. And I think that, you know, the media, if they stamp something into your mind enough, even if it's bogus, eventually you'll believe it. Right. And I think the thought police kind of plays into that aspect of things too. You know, they're going to play into the, the thought processes of the masses, of, you know, every single person and they're going to try to peddle their propaganda as much and as much as they can. And the more they peddle it, eventually people start to believe it. Right. And they keep telling you the same thing over and over and over. If one generation tolerates something, the next generation will accept it. That's they, correct. They, just like look at the cigarette industry. First thing they do, they demonize it. Make it evil. They outlaw you from smoking in a building. They outlaw you from smoking in a public park. They outlaw you from smoking on public transportation. It is demonized. Right. I know very few people now that smoke cigarettes. They show all these evil commercials right. of people with holes in the throat and stuff, and right. cowboys with their you know tongue falling out. Right. And they, they just make it look like it's a horrible thing. Now, granted, yeah, I mean smoking probably not a good thing to do. But in the big scheme of things, you know, you look at American society and you look at traditional American society. And let's face it, I mean, we're a society of damn smokers. Yeah. I mean, there was a time when every person that was American pretty much smoked, man, woman, and... When, you know. I, when I was a child, everybody smoked. That's right. Everybody smoked. In the movies, right. you look at a movie from the 40s and the 50s, they're puffing away through the whole movie because those movies well, yeah. were and sponsored. TV shows. They were sponsored yeah. by the tobacco companies. That's right. Now, you don't see they, as much of that anymore. And the same thing's happening with the gun industry. Right. That, I mean, that, that was what I was going to parallel. They now have demonized your gun. If you own an if you own an AR-15 or an AK-47, somehow you're considered unacceptable. Right. What What are you doing with that? Uh, you know, why don't you just have a deer rifle? Why don't you just have Granddad's 30? Yeah. Why do you need this? I mean, well, you don't need it. You want it. That's right. Uh, 
you know, you don't need a car that goes 150 miles an hour, but you might want to own one. That's right. I think one of the nice things about being American, be, well, I hate to even use the term American anymore because we have so many viewers here that are all over the world and everything. I think a basic fundamental human right should be to have the things that make you happy. Well, yeah, it's I mean, that, that, that's what yeah. it comes down to. You, I mean, everybody should have the right to life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. Mm -hmm. If what makes me happy is driving 150 miles an hour, then I should be able to do it. Yeah. If what makes me happy is to get high as a kite every day, then I should be able to do it. I should be able to put into my body whatever I want. This well, is my palace, not anyone else's. I believe, in, I believe in, a, in a, the right of anyone to do anything they want to do as long as it doesn't harm another person or violate someone else's rights. That's right, and I think that's a fundamental American trait. I mean, and I used to know people that smokers, before this was demonized, they said, well, I have a right to smoke. Well, I have a right to fresh air. That's right. If you light up a cigarette near me, you're, 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 your smoke is drifting into my personal space. If I'm carrying my gun in my pocket, I'm not violating anybody. That's right. They don't even know I have it. So right. uh, that's that's the, the but the parallel is smoking and gun. What they do, they demonize. Hitler demonized the Jews. First, you demonize this group of people, and you tell everybody these people are what's causing your problem. And that's, that's what right. the, the gun industry is doing to people like me and Eric and everybody I know. You're the problem. That's You're right. the problem because you want this. You want this evil gun that holds a hundred shots. No, right. I want a gun that holds a hundred shots so I can go out and have fun with it. Pretty That's much. my sport, my recreation. And they have no right to violate that. As long as I'm not harming anyone, they have no right to interfere with me whatsoever. I do not like government interference at all. We're already being taxed to death, and we're fixed to be taxed even more. So uh, the Clintons tried to pass a 10,000% tax on a box of ammunition. What yeah. are you trying to do? They said, well, we can't take the guns away from you. We'll make us expensive. You won't be able to shoot it. That's right. Of course, that was shot down in flames. And it's another example of the thought police. I the mean, thought it's, police. It's just, the thought police. You know, these people are actually naive enough to think that something like that would actually fly. Right. They and want to. They want to outlaw a certain number of ammunition rounds of ammo that you can have in your home. Uh, we're going to limit you to a thousand rounds of this or something like that. Well, what are they going to do? Register your home, make and go yeah. through and inspect how your they house. Gonna, yeah, how are they right. going to know that? If I go and buy a case, uh, a brick of 22s from one store and go to another, then how do they know what I'm doing? They See, have to track The me. thing is, is that the government in general and all of their undying wisdom, right. the thing is, is that they can't properly manage what they've got already. Right. So to add something that precise and that large of a scale of operation onto mm -hmm. their plate, mm -hmm. there is no way in hell they could ever enforce something like that. They couldn't even, wouldn't be able to enforce nationwide gun registration, much less registering ammo. I mean, they're talking about micro-stamping ammunition. There's no way in hell that will ever happen. They can't even manage their own budget, much less, you know, manage our affairs for us. I mean, well, a kind of a comical little anecdote. About five or six years ago, there was a guy in Clayton County that was kidnapping people and duct taping their hands behind their backs and tying them up with duct tape. I went to buy a roll of duct tape from Walmart and I had to sign my name for that duct tape. Are you kidding me? What about duct tape that was bought 10 years ago and found in the yeah, basement? Well, what about duct tape that Granddaddy bought? Or what about duct right. tape you already had in your kitchen drawer? But to actually make me sign for a roll of duct tape? Yeah. It's pathetic. Yeah, I remember uh, one time I had to sign for fertilizer. Yeah. I wrote Daffy Duck. I mean, I mean you can sign it for any way you want to. But uh, that's, that's, the, that's the thought police. Uh, you can't buy certain cold medication because the ingredient in it is used to make meth. 
That's well, right. I'm not going to make meth with it. I, I got a cold. I want to relieve that's my right. symptoms. That's right. And that's a perfect example of a thought police. Perfect example. Protecting you from yourself. Right. So we're going to leave you with that this week. You know, that's really all we had to kind of put out there. Uh, we got more of the firearms facts coming. I do have a couple of firearm, uh, FAQs that will be coming down the line that we've had a ton of. Mm -hmm. We got more gunsmithing projects in the works. Uh, we encourage you to subscribe, uh, rate, leave us comments. I'm not always able to respond to all the comments and all the PMs, but we would uh, love to hear your feedback. We do read them, although sometimes, like I said, we, we can't always respond. Uh, welcome to you. Subscribe. And, of course, uh, here at Moss, if you watch twice, your family. That's right. That's right. So uh, stay members of the family, and I also want to say that we've got a lot of calls today from YouTubers oh, yeah. all over the place. And we had a couple of people visit today, didn't we? We sure did. Yeah. Uh, we had uh, a man and his two sons came in and visited with us and uh, stayed here for several hours with us. They watch all of our YouTube, and we get uh, people. That, uh, they were from uh, they were from Minnesota, I believe. Missouri. 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 Yeah. And, That's a long uh, way. Yeah. And they. Uh, they, yeah, they so love this stuff. If, if you're watching if you, you need, and you've actually called or came by, we appreciate the support. Uh, like I said, lots more gun reviews in the pipeline, a lot of stuff like that coming up. Right. So we, uh, we appreciate your support. And, uh, you know, we, we're growing in subscriber base now. We're about to break 60,000. That's definitely no small feat. Uh, we're not the largest YouTube page by any means, but we're definitely growing and, uh, you know, like crazy. And uh, we appreciate all the support that we've gotten from you guys. We would, like, we would like your feedback. Uh, next time we get a, uh, a Nagant Russian gas seal revolver, we're going to be doing a lot of reviews on that. Yeah. And, uh, we, you know, uh, we're going to have to get one in, but the distributors are all sold out of them right now. But we're going to do a lot of testing with that revolver. Yeah, you know, I'd like to see what that 327 Federal Magnum will do. Yeah, let's see what a 327 Federal Magnum will do. Ammo mix-ups. We're going to see what happens as soon as we get one. Well, that's all for today. That's all for today, folks. Thank y'all for tuning in and God bless you. God bless you, boy.